0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au Um... You know, it's a tough game to umpire, um, and I haven't looked at the tape, and sometimes you need the benefit of that to um, before you make a comment, e- either whether the umpires made an error or whether we were poorly disciplined. Um, so I-, I can't really comment accurately on that. Chris Fagan, the Lions coach, always the pragmatist uh, after... The game last night, the one point loss to the Western Bulldogs. Uh, he was asked about the umpiring calls, and there's been a lot of discussion around those, and there's a heap coming through uh, off the text, uh, either for or against what went down last night. Mitch Robinson actually tweeted, You'll like this, Michael Barlow. I wrote three tweets last night, didn't post. Mature, no fines. <laughs>
2: So he wrote four because he posted the four. Well, yeah, he
1: posted <laughs> the four just to, to let us know that he didn't post the other three. Yeah. Um, look, it is a talking point, um, but it was a... What's he doing tweeting when he's just finished his season? He should be at the bar. Well, I don't know. Buying, well. him, buying himself a beer and getting on with it. Well, I'm. Sure, I'm well, what time was that? That was 12.01pm. They would have just been leaving the rooms at around then, wouldn't they? Yeah,
2: that's uh, and it's something you, you, don't, you don't, uh, don't really understand is when you finish your season in a night game, it's tough. Because day games are good. You finish, you've got plenty of, plenty of the night to go. Mm. Night games, you go home and, and what happens, they probably butter up today. We're getting into Mad Monday territory here. They just have a good Sunday into their Monday. But, yeah, night games, a lot to, lot to dwell on. Adam Cooney won a Brownlow medal whilst with the Western Bulldogs. Uh, he would have been playing,
1: paying close attention to that game last night since I think he was doing uh, one of the AFL Nation calls of it. Uh, Adam Cooney's been good enough to jump on with us. Hello, mate.
0: Why are you two annoying me on my Sunday? And it's Father's Day. What do you want? How has your Father's oh, Day
1: yeah, gone, Adam? We, talk, haven't, we, talk, haven't all, we haven't wished all the fathers a Happy Father's yeah, Day. Yeah, happy
2: Father's Day, Adam. And uh, your kids—you've got about uh, six or seven of them out there on the farm at Geelong. Are they on the BMX and doing some doing some cartwheels and some <laughs> some loop, de loops? Cartwheels on a BMX. Jeez, <laughs> we
1: won't see Michael Bello commentating the X Games anytime soon. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: oh, well, uh, just the three kids that I know about, Michael, uh, <laughs> at this stage. So, no, it was a delightful morning. I got the usual uh, jocks and socks combo. I got, a new, I got a new pair of Crocs as well. Oh, so, dear. Um, that was probably a highlight. Then I had some bacon and eggs for breakfast and then just a waiting. I'll uh, probably watch the races this afternoon and have a couple of cold ones. Go me.
1: Go you indeed. What did you make of the game last night?
0: That was shocking, wasn't it? That It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't think of a better game of footy that I've watched in the last few years, to yep. be honest with you. It, it it had everything, didn't it, really? I mean, I thought that it was played at breakneck speed in the first half, and the Lions looked really good. They kicked five goals in the first quarter, but they didn't capitalise enough on their opportunities earlier. And I made the comment during the AFL Nation call, about halfway through the second quarter, if the dogs could just hang on, into half time, I thought it could suit them going into the second half, and it changed from just a blistering pace up and back. You didn't want to kick a point because he's basically knew in the first half that it was going from defensive 50 into attacking 50 for the opposition. It was a great game of footy, it was, a, it was a great first half, but then the war of attrition came out, turned into a more contested style of game. So, Lions ended up plus 14 inside 50, so they dominated that area of the game. Dogs win contested ball. Um, generally, you can't read too much into it in terms of contested footy, but I thought the dogs were just a little bit harder around the footy. Uh, there's been a lot made about free kicks and umpires needing to put their whistles away, but I just thought it was a fantastic contest between two sides and that is how you want to play football and there's another team in the uh, top four at the moment that's playing in a prelim which uh, doesn't play quite as attractive football as what we saw last night between the Lions and the Dogs.
2: Talk to us about the psyche of the of the Dogs. You're a former Dogs champion, a Brownlow medalist at that football club but watching them last night and, and they had no right, like you said, the stats, you look at the stats in terms of, of domination of ground position, it was all the Lions but the Dogs just continue to butter up and, and get to work and... They never feel like they're out of it, and their body language and their demeanor just says we're still in this, and we're going to keep coming, as they did last night.
0: Uh, yeah, because they've got so many uh, good midfielders and inside players, and they've got uh, class on the outside. So they and they work so hard back into defence as well. So it was really hard to score after quarter time because uh, I'm not going to call it a flood, but just they they put their head down, the midfielders to work back as hard as they can to outnumber. And also work forward. So, I mean, Jack McRae—he's had a lot of forty-game, um, uh, forty-disposal games this year, but I didn't quite get to forty last night. But I thought it was his most influential high thirties game that he had. I mean, game-high inside fifties, eleven clearances, eight hundred meters gained. I thought uh, gen- sometimes he racks them up, and you can't—you don't really notice him. But I thought he was hugely influential last night. And I, I think the the psyche of the Western Bulldogs is because when they are so fierce. Uh, around the footy, and a player like Tommy Liberatore starts well and kicks a couple, and then they they always feel like they're in the contest because they've got so many barometer type players.
1: Coons, I, I love what you said about Jackson McRae. I, I can't remember seeing him play a better game. Um, there's a, the, the the criticism of him has always been that he'll get you for forty, but he'll only get maybe four hundred meters from them. But last night he went at about he went at twenty meters per disposal. He was as damaging as you'd ever see and. They, I, I was surprised that the Lions didn't put someone to him at least after half-time. Uh, he, he just t- absolutely torched them every opportunity. He just kept running forward and running forward and he hurt them time and time again. And those nine score involvements that you mentioned, I, I thought that might have been an area that the Lions will look back on and think, geez, maybe we should have done something differently there.
0: Well, yeah, no doubt. But uh, I suppose leading into it, you think, well, maybe he's just an accumulator and he's not going to hurt you as much as Bontempelli or Tommy Liberatore inside. So they had someone checking Tommy pretty closely and and then Bont lifted and then Jack McRae had his best four-quarter performance, I thought, of the year. And then you throw in a guy like Caleb Daniel who was stiff to miss out on the top three um, votes in terms of uh, best players on the ground last night. He had 31, and mm. every time he had the ball in his hand off half-back, something magical happened. If I'm a Western Bulldogs midfielder and you see Caleb Daniel, who's got it in the, on the half-back line, you just run a little 45-degree angle into the middle of the ground into a pocket of space, and he just hits you up every time. So they got so much drive and scoring attack from his ball use off half-back. I thought he was tremendous.
1: Can you remember seeing a game that crammed so many what might have been moments uh, into, especially in that last quarter, especially in the last six minutes. But can you remember a game that had so many what-if moments and and so many moments that have got such a divide in how they're viewed? I mean, we're looking at the text coming through at the moment, Coons, and it is as split as you will see with people saying, don't, you know, don't you dare blame umpires, dogs deserve to win, and then the other side is, I'm not a Lions fan, but Lions were robbed. I mean, it is as divisive as I've seen it. But there were just so many of those what-if moments, and, and and it was phenomenal.
0: It was phenomenal. So, you yeah, look back to... So, Harris Andrews went forward in the last quarter and had an opportunity to kick one, the one-on-one uh, with Taylor Duray and Charlie Cameron, who completely burnt off Easton Wood in the first half when the ball got out the back. So that's the loneliest place on earth in defensive 50, one-on-one with Charlie Cameron when the ball's on the deck. And I thought it was a huge moment from Taylor Drey to win that battle and get it out of bounds. And then the Vandermeer point, the Dane Zorko kick with about 20 seconds to go that just slewed off the side of the boot and then went out of bounds on the full. If he had another half a second, just, just compose himself, the drop punt to the top of the square and then... Um, the out-of-bounds on the full, I think it was from Zorko yep. again, that just slid around the other side of the post. I mean, there was five or six opportunities for, for both sides uh, in the last quarter. and We haven't even got to um, D'Angelo Smith yet with ice in his veins with that finish on the left.
2: <laughs> he had a nice night, uh, Smith, didn't he? But hey,
1: first time he's ever kicked three goals in a game.
2: Yeah, 27-3. Let's talk about Waitman is going out. Adam Cooney, you're on match committee. The magnets are up. Is it Johannesson? Is it Mitch Wallace? What's the move they make next week?
0: Well, I think JJ will come into the starting lineup. Uh, I think when he came on, he made a real impact. Kick the goal could have had two um, just before three quarter time, so I think his speed will be valuable against Port Adelaide, uh, who can run and can use the ball pretty swiftly through the middle of the ground. So I think he'll come in. I don't know where they go, uh, whether they go with Mitch Wallace. Um, it depends what type of player they need and. If JJ comes in and plays that forward role, I just don't know if Mitch has, has played uh, enough footy to be able to give him that medi sub. Maybe he only needs a quarter and a half. And, and what position does he play? Does he come on as a forward? Does he come on to try and help out the midfield? It's just unfortunate. Like Cody Waitman looked as chipper as chipper after the game. Mm. and He was pointing throughout the game. So it looked like only a, a really minor um, concussion in terms of a protocol. So, I mean, 12 days is... We understand the protocols now and why they do it, but, oh, God, it's, uh, he's unbelievably stiff, the young fella. Hopefully they get him to a grand final he can, and he can perform on the big stage.
1: Adam Cooney, uh, go and enjoy your Father's Day, please. Thank you very much for your time.
0: Thank you so much, gentlemen. Always a pleasure to speak to both of you. The
1: Brownlee medalist. Uh, and very happy father today. And he would have, he, would, he would have hung up by now. He would have hung up by now. Himself. We need to get a quick break away and come back with our Furfy Unbelievable month, Furfy Refreshing Unbelievable. That's next on Sunday Crunch Time.